Hello and welcome to another edition of Vibrations. I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold, and today we have two awesome guests to talk about a great topic. First, Wes Wigglesworth, who is the product manager of TMC. We also have Neil Fitzgibbon, who is the senior business development manager at Taylor Hobson. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, thank you very much, Taylor. I'm always up for an opportunity to talk about our exciting products. All right, so let's talk about these amazing products. And Neil, I'm going to start with you. So the Lufascan 850 HD, tell the people exactly what this thing can do and how important is it to this industry? Okay, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, the 850 was a game or is a game changer in optical metrology. Um, it's set new um, or broken boundaries and limitations that were previously there. It's, um, it's a big instrument. It's capable of measuring optics from as small as one millimeter up to 850 millimeters in diameter, which is a pretty challenging um, requirement for any instrument. And as well as that, it can also handle load variations between a few hundred grams up to 350 kilos. So that makes it it's a very challenging instrument to, um, to be able to support as a, from a structural point of view as well. Um, but certainly it's, it's opening new doors to optics manufacturers that can now measure bigger parts. There's more versatility and we're getting levels of accuracy that previously were only available on intrametric type measurements. So it's a bit of a game changer. One of the things that's unique about it um, in terms of the support and the vibration control is that we really worked from the ground up. Um, and focused not only on, uh, on on the supporting the the granite with pneumatic isolators, which are historically very good isolators for um, for high frequency, but uh, we also understood that there would be a low frequency component to this that needed to be addressed, and uh, and in you know designing a solution to address both, we uh, have two stages of isolation, which is critical, particularly when you hear anything nanometer scale um, uh, with this instrument. It's also the other thing that was important to understand um, when we were approaching this was uh, the, 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 the size, you know, just the, the overall uh, size of the instrument and the weight of the instrument. It's very large scale, as Neil said, um, can uh, work on very large pieces as well as well as very small so we needed to be able to scale up to that with um, a system that would support that payload from a capacity standpoint um, as well as work down to very very low frequencies and a very very low input coming from the floor because it's very sensitive to to vibration at all frequencies and and um, the very smallest of, of, of vibration coming from a building or from the floor Neil why did Taylor Hobson, why did they choose to work with TMC to design the vibration system? Why didn't you guys just do it on your own? Um, I asked another good question. I think it was important that we turn to the experts in vibration control. Um, obviously, you know, we, we've, we've worked with TMC in the past. Um, and as, as Wes said, this instrument, by virtue of the, the size of the instrument, the weight, and the very the variety of loads that it needed to accommodate, as well as those loads being dynamic as well, i.e. there's moving loads on there. All of these present a real challenge when it comes to um, a structure 
that is supported with anti-vibration mounts or a platform that can handle it. But equally, the instrument is incredibly sensitive, as Wes said, to down up to a nanometric level with vibrations. Um, and it, it was, you know, a really valuable working relationship. We knew that if we went to them, they'd be able to look at what, what our needs were, understand them, and come back with a solution. So they, they uh, made a lot of sense to work with the company, with TMC. Wes, when you heard that they were coming to you guys for help and to get this, the, to figure out the right design for the vibration system, how did you, how did TMC feel and how did you feel exactly to work together with such a company like Taylor's Hub? First of all, I think they made the right choice. You know, TMC started in the vibration control business back in the 70s and we've been working with engineers and scientists to design precision instruments, really the world's most precision instruments um, that are used in a various number of applications. Um, and, you know, Taylor Hobson has always been a leader, uh, particular with optical based instrumentation. Um, so, you know, if you go um, back over time, we typically are dealing with a lot of instrumentation that use electron beams and optical instruments you know, are, are, have historically not been as sensitive to very low frequency vibration, but we know that, you know, as, as, as time goes on, these, these instruments, the demands of these instruments just continue to increase. So, you know, interferometry and optical based instruments, they're just getting more and more sensitive and also, um, um, well, looking down to, 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 to resolve a much smaller, uh, a smaller geometry. And that's the case with so many different applications, whether it be, you know, chip manufacturing, semiconductor chip manufacturing, or, um, or optics, or micro, um, molecular biology, things like that. So, um, so it was really exciting to work on an instrument that uh, that that Taylor Hobson is designing um, because it was somewhat new to us, but we completely understand the challenges because all the challenges are 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 very similar, um, you know, high, high payloads, very low input coming from the floor, low frequency, you know, not just low frequency vibration cancellation, but, um, you know, cancellation over over a wide bandwidth of, of frequencies because it's not just the floor, um, but, you know, the instrument itself has a frame and has resonances and you have to know how to deal with that um, in addition to, to what's going on up on the payload because there's moving parts in the payload that you have to understand and, and um, address. So, so yeah, it was uh, a great opportunity for us to, to work together to develop this next generation cutting edge solution. You know, you even mentioned the challenges that can go along with such a project like this. And I think that's what um, makes a good product at the end of the day, right? When there's not every like revolutionary product has an easy route to making the product. And I think that's the part of the story of how you guys work together to make such a product like this. Neil, um, this question is for you. What would happen if you didn't control vibration? If you can tell the people what exactly that could do for the product you have and just the, you know, the overall question. Yeah. I mean, it would be, uh, it would have a catastrophic effects on our measurement. Um, I, I guess to put it in context, the instrument, just a bit of background here, the instrument works by rotating an optic 
and then we measure uh, with a non-contact probe and we spiral across the surface of the optic to essentially scan that whole surface. Now, um, when you're measuring very small parts, the measurement cycle time is very, is very short, as you can imagine. When you're measuring 850 millimeter diameter parts, the measurement cycle is significantly longer. So therefore, if you've got um, environmental uh, impact, you can, or you're very sensitive to environmental impacts such as vibrations, because any fluctuations in the instrument transmit directly through to the probes, which are on long arms, etc., and this will then come through in the measurement. And what's important is when we give our customers a measurement result on our instrument, we have to be as, as sure and as confident as possible that what they are seeing is as is a result of the surface that has been measured and not a result of the, of the environment around it. So if we are getting a lot of especially low frequency vibrations coming through and the measurement's taking 10 minutes, 15 minutes, that can put uh, uh, what we would call mid-spatial frequencies into the measurement that could actually be a manufacturing error and we don't want to combine the potential to miss or add errors that aren't actually there on the part so we need to be sure when we're measuring all we're measuring is the surface and we're not actually giving any results that include anything else uh, in this case vibration so it's absolutely critical that we remove uh, 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 all of the vibrations um, as is critical to the instrument. And that's where I think we've been calling it a double stack system, Wes has obviously got a better name for that, but the combination of the two different types of anti-vibration platform allowed us to remove all of the frequencies that we needed to, or that were potentially, you know, could potentially impact our measurement accuracy. How hard is it to keep things almost, you know, it's hard to, the word perfect, is such an interesting word, right? Because nobody is perfect, but you have to be perfect, right? You have to be, you, you can't make one little mistake. How hard is it to not have a mistake like that? It's, it's very hard. And I mean, we, we use perfect, you're right. It, perfect, if everybody, if we could be perfect, then we would be by far and away the market leaders and there'd be nobody else out there. But we have to get as close to perfect as possible. Um, and it is, it is a real challenge. And on an instrument at this level where we're measuring a diameter of 850 millimetres down to, you know, uh, 100 nanometres um, of, of form ever over the whole area, it, it's absolutely vital that we can eliminate all of the external factors that could impact that. Um, we can handle the stuff that we do ourselves and we know our technology from a referencing framework point of view. But that's where we need experts like TMCs to come in and give us direction and support to get the parts go, you know, to have the impact that we can't handle ourselves. You know, sometimes you want, I want to say this the right way. Sometimes companies like both of you guys, you, you know, might not want to work together on certain things. You want to try doing it on your own. But when you could honestly tell you, you know, talk to yourself, say like, hey, look, we do need the help. And TMC is helping you so well and so much. Wes, if you can talk about why original equipment manufacturers should work with TMC to design certain products, because I'm hearing a lot of great things about what your company can do for Neil, but maybe you can tell more about what TMC can actually do to, to others. Sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, like I said, one of the things is that we've been doing this for a very long time. It's really a focus 
of ours, we have you know, experts in the field of vibration control. And when we approach um, a project uh, like this and designing an instrument, uh, you know, working with a company that's designing uh, a, a precision instrument, you know, we, we, we gather, we know the information that we need to gather. Um, and, you know, it's more than just vibration sensitivity. Um, obviously, that's, that's a main component, um, but it's important to also understand the, you know, the, the requirements of the, of the, of the instrument from a, from a throughput standpoint, um, to understand the parameters of the payload. Payloads can be very dynamic. Um, they can be static as well, um, but a dynamic payload um, could have a moving stage imparts very high forces on an isolation system. And if you choose the wrong isolation system um, with respect to the dynamics of the payload, uh, it can really set you back, not only, you know, in the, in, in designing that instrument, um, but it could have impacts on, uh, on the throughput of that instrument, which, you know, ultimately, you know, you need to have high throughput and, and high yield successfully uh, without imperfections, you know, um, talking about being perfect, but without imperfections in the, uh, in the measurement. Um, so we have, we understand a lot of these applications because we, because we have worked on so many different types of applications, whether it be you know, optical instruments or electron beam instruments, um, lithography tools, different instruments that are used not only in inspection, um, but also in, uh, in, in, in precision machining, um, lithography, tools that are used in, uh, I mentioned micro, uh, molecular biology earlier. So these are things like electron microscopes, very, very high power electron microscopes that are working down to smaller than nanometers, angstrom level um, um, resolution, where the, the very low frequency vibration cancellation is required as well as, you know, higher, higher frequency isolation. And this, you know, we've referred to it a little bit, um, but it's two stages of isolation or, or a hybrid where it combines passive pneumatic isolation with active um, active vibration cancellation um, to, to really, that's really the only way to achieve the level of performance that's required for these very high, highly sensitive instruments. You just mentioned the two stages of isolation. To tell, to tell our viewers, is that always required? Um, well, <laughs> If you had asked me 15 to 20 years ago, I would say, well, no, not very often. <laughs> but um, but today it's it's required more more uh, more and more often. Um, and the reason is because you have a uh, you have a pneumatic isolator, which is essentially an air spring, very very good at, at uh, attenuating vibration above a certain frequency. So like 10 Hertz, um, typical machine vibration, um, a lot of different types of building vibration is mitigated with a pneumatic isolator, um, but it's above a certain frequency. When you get down to low frequency vibration, 
which comes from footfall, just people walking um, through a building, uh, road traffic outside, you know, automobiles, trains. Um, there's uh, a lot of low vibration input coming from up through the floor. And as these instruments get more and more sensitive, or, you know, or they're resolving a, a smaller spot size, they get more and more sensitive to that low frequency vibration. And that's when that second stage of isolation is really required um, to, to, to work down to very low frequencies below one hertz and input levels that certainly humans can't feel. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about, it's, it's almost like, I guess a good analogy is um, if you're, you know, looking for, in Manhattan, you're, you're from New York. So you're looking for an ant in Manhattan from a satellite, um, similar kind of resolution or scale. Um, when you're talking about, you know, molecular biology and, and very low frequency and, or even, you know, today's chip manufacturing, five nanometer, about five nanometer or three nanometer um, process in the semiconductor industry. Well, <laughs> it's very hard to find a defect in that if you're not, you know, particularly if you're not canceling very low frequency vibration. So that's that's the the detail that I needed just from that one simple question. That's why you guys are great because I can ask one little question and then you guys can elaborate on and give so much details for the people that are viewing this. And my last question for the both of you, this is the same question for both of you. So Neil, I'll start with you. Um, when when you guys are making this type of technology, and this is revolutionary technology, by the way, so everybody knows. How does this make you feel? And also, what do you see that could be like for the future of the industry that you're working in? Like, how how beneficial is this piece of machinery and what you guys are doing? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are making products for the future and to better the future of what in your, of your industry. So, um, how important is this product in general? I, I I'd say very important. Um, the uh, optics are changing in their uses. Um, you know, and they're becoming, it's, it's, I'd like to think, obviously I'm biased, but it's probably one of the biggest growing areas of technology. Um, you know, that's not just in your mobile phones, which have got obviously high, you know, really high precision cameras in there. You know, it's your webcams, um, but it's up to, you know, internet satellites, the communication links for internet satellites are actually based around mirrors or optics. Um, but it goes to another level and that's what, you know, the the, the the shapes that are being need to be measured now to give these new levels of technology technology legs, if you like, they can't be measured easily by the existing optical technology that's out there. That's why at the beginning when I said the 850 is a game changer, it really is because the versatility means that the one instrument could measure almost an infinite number of different shapes of parts, whereas traditional technology would have meant you have one instrument specifically to measure a certain type of optic. So you can imagine that that opens up doors to optical manufacturers to develop such a wide range of parts that could go into medical applications. They go, you know, there's semiconductor applications that they're driving now. Um, automotive applications are massive, as you can imagine. Satellite communications, telescopes, you know, some of the 850s that we've built so far are being used for telescope applications. Um, but it's giving the industry the flexibility to 
evolve how they design optics, which in turn optimizes and increases the performance and increases the functions that we can get from them, which I think, you know, ultimately we all benefit from. So it's, it really is an important instrument in the industry. And, you know, certainly um, I can only see things getting bigger and more involved and we're going to have to keep the working partnership with instruments of this size going up um, as the challenges come with companies like TMC. You know, one thing that's really exciting about, you know, being part of TMC um, is, is this evolution of vibration control. So, you know, I talked about pneumatic isolators and really um, when we first started designing solutions to go into machines for, for original equipment manufacturers, it was um, pneumatic springs, which is a, a, our gimbal piston isolator. And that was, um, that was good enough because of the technology that it was supporting at the time. Um, and you, you people hear about Moore's law, uh, and, and, and that, uh, alone has really driven the, the, the geometry of the semiconductor industry and the uh, resolution of the instruments pushing, continuing to get pushed to its, to its limits. And, um, the exciting thing about the low frequency vibration cancellation system namely our stasis product, is that it was de originally developed 20 years ago, almost before its time. And I would say over the past 10 years or so, it's really seen um, the, uh, the applications that it was designed for because um, the resolution of these instruments continues to improve and get to, um, like I said, angstrom level uh, um, uh, precision. And I, you know, TMC really is, you know, ha has a, has a unique solution in, in the stasis product because it's, it's really the only commercially available solution using um, a piezoelectric actuator and inertial sensors in this particular architecture, canceling very low frequency vibration designed to work specifically with, um, tools that also required pneumatic isolation because really you need both and you need to know how to combine the two. Um, and it's just been exciting to see all these applications that need it. And we continue to work with on so many different unique applications. Taylor Hobson is a great one. The LS, the uh, Lufuscan 850, the LS850 has um, been um, one of these very exciting projects and um you know we're not just standing by waiting for new applications we continue to develop our technology um to and to be able to work with exciting engineers and scientists on the next generation technology is uh is also a very exciting part of it well wes neil thank you so much for joining me today i learned a lot myself and i know the people watching this have learned a lot as well appreciate everyone stopping by my name is taylor ringold and we will talk to you guys soon Okay. Thanks, Thanks Taylor.